Hey everybody, welcome back to the Quick Fix Podcast. I'm excited to be back, kind of getting the groove of things again. I love the holidays, but it does kind of throw off, you know, how you're doing, you know, all your stuff, your habits, and hopefully you're able to continue with them. I'm still working on that, so that'll be, maybe that's a New Year's resolution for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, if you could see me now, it'd be a very interesting picture for you. I'm actually, this is my mobile edition podcast. I am in Idaho. I'm in my sister's bedroom on her couch with a blanket over my head and uh, construction clothes on. So we're, you know, remodeling my mom's kitchen because I think that's what most everybody does on the holidays, right? <laughs> and uh, it's really fun. It's a nice gift my dad's doing and it's going to look really good. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we just, I, I want to, of course, continue the podcast. And so we make do. So my wife got me this awesome little mobile microphone I can plug in and just using a laptop. And in order to help with the sounds, got to put a blanket over my head. So it looks pretty funny, but thankfully you can't see it. <laughs> so 2021, which new and improved 2020. I know 2020 was kind of rough. A lot of political things going on. Got the COVID, of course, and just upheaval of our normal, quote unquote, routine, our normal life. And I know I continue to feel it. I still forget my mask in the car. I don't know anybody else that does that. <laughs> but it's frustrating you get halfway to the store and, oh, shoot, i got to go get back back into my car and get my mask. But you do what you have to, and uh, I'm excited to just see what 2021 brings. And I think it'll be a great year. I enjoy January because it does give kind of a blank slate, a launch pad to get going, to start things anew. And in my opinion, I don't know anybody that is perfectly consistent in everything. I think the best people... The, the most successful people are consistently consistent at, you know, well, being consistent, but also if they fall off the wagon somewhere in whatever area it is, they're able to quickly get back on. And I think that's the true key, the true test. Because anybody can, you know, start a habit, but who can continue it? That's the difference maker. And it's typically the things that we do, if we do good things over long periods of time, that's when the results are, are made. That's when it happens. And that's anything. That's fitness. That's learning and education. Uh, that's building a business. Whatever you have in mind, self-improvement especially, it takes time. And so if we're able to put a plan in and have that effort consistently, over time, even if we fall off the wagon and just get back to it, that's what we need to do. So, of course, with a new year comes New Year's resolutions. And in the past, I haven't been very good at resolutions. Typically, I'll write them down and then forget them and <laughs> put them in a notebook somewhere. I know nobody else does that, of course, but uh, with, with those resolutions... Um, I think if we can find the right process for us that works, they can be very effective. 
and for a lot of reasons. Um, so what I found is making those resolutions as a family, uh, we'll do family resolutions and then of course my uh, personal ones. So what is a resolution? So Webster's Dictionary defines resolution as the act or process of resolving, which is super helpful definition, the act of answering, the act of determining, or the progress of accord from a dissonance to constant consonance. So resolution to me is, it's not only the improving, which is what we focus on, but it's bringing something that's dissonant to a consonant. So if you've ever heard dissonance notes, it's not quite nails on a chalkboard, but it kind of, the notes are almost at odds together and there has to be a resolution to it to where they come back together and they're in harmony. So together with the dissonance and then the harmony, it sounds really good, but when it's just sitting on a dissonant note, uh, it's not, it, it's not great. So I think we can talk about another thing is, we, is cognitive dissonance. That is if we are thinking one thing and we're doing another, that's cognitive dissonance. So cognitive dissonance is um, also defined here as having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. And so if we have two conflicting beliefs or values or attitudes, we try to seek that consistency because we'll have a feeling of unease or discomfort. And um, when we have that, it's difficult to get the results that we want. So a lot of times with the New Year's resolutions, we do pick things that we have that cognitive dissonance with that we want to improve. So yeah, I want to have six pack abs, but also I really don't like working out. So it's finding what works for you. So I don't like working out, but I do enjoy, you know, Zumba or I do enjoy bike riding and I can do that in the mornings when I head to work whatever it works for you to resolve your cognitive dissonance that will help you with your new year's resolutions. And I feel like if it's something you believe in more, if you have a strong desire about it or an attitude about it internally, then that can help you resolve it and be more consistent in that resolving over time. So it won't be something that you write down January 1st, 2021 and that you find in November 2021 say, oh yeah, I remember these, and then throw them in the trash. <laughs> so it's figuring out how that's going to work best for you. So in getting success, not only for your resolutions, but for every area of your life, setting a process that will bring results is vital and key to whatever you're going to do. So... In choosing resolutions, having that proper methodology is really big. And I think one of my favorite that I've referenced here before, it's a book by Frank Betcher, B-E-T-T-G-E-R, called How I Raised Myself from Failure, Failure to Success in Selling. Now, use the term selling broadly. We all sell in everything we do. I mean, 
my constant sell is to my children on just eating. And that's not something hard with like vegetables. It's like pizza and chicken nuggets. So it's a tough job, but every parent's got to do it. I mean, you do it at your job. You're selling a uh, girlfriend or boyfriend on dating and marriage, selling you. So we all do it. But he says this last chapter in this book, probably the most important of all. And the reason is, is because he outlines Benjamin Franklin's secret for success. And he doesn't cite them as resolutions, but that's exactly what they are. And I'll get into that in more in a minute. But the methodology, I think, is very important. And so when I first read this book, and he cited Benjamin Franklin's 13 subjects that he wrote down, things for him to acquire, I bought Benjamin Franklin's autobiography and read it from Benjamin Franklin. Um himself. You know, I wanted to hear what he wrote and why. Very interesting. It's very simple and very practical and anyone can do it. Absolutely anyone. And that took Benjamin Franklin from a, you know, a guy nobody wanted to be around. His friends would cross the street because they didn't want to argue with him. He thought he was just infallible on everything and very annoying. And a friend finally told him how annoying he was essentially And he was able to improve and that how he did that was through these resolutions. So what he did is he chose 13 subjects that he wanted to master. And then he gave a week, a week where he would pay strict attention to that subject. So in this way, he would repeat that process four times a year. And he would be able to gain these different attributes that he wanted to gain. So, I mean, you could look at this as a resolution. A lot of times we say, I want to lose 52 pounds this year. That's a pound a week. Well, that's, that's good. But also what if we put something in here? Like I want to develop the attribute of gratitude or enthusiasm, you know, whatever you want to do. So from Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, here are the 13 that he put. Now I won't read all of them, uh, the all of the definitions, but I'll read the, all of the words and then a couple of the definitions just so you can see how he wrote things. So he has temperance, silence, order, resolution. Interesting. This one is resolve to perform what you ought, perform without fail what you resolve. Frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity, and humility. And I like his moderation, avoid extremes, forbear resenting injuries so much as you think they deserve. So a lot of this was his character. He was fixing who he was. And we all know if we want someone else to change, like I think a good example is in marriage. If you're wanting your spouse to change something, the only way that's going to happen really is you changing yourself, giving them a book and saying, you need this or telling them, Hey, you know, you really could change X, Y, and Z. That's not really not going to work out well for you. And just willing them to, or saying, I'm not going to change because you're not going to change is really not going to help you. So focusing on yourself first is going to make the difference. So Frank Betcher did the same thing. He, he took, um, 
13 items. He took some of Benjamin Franklin's, but here are the ones that he chose. Enthusiasm, order and self-organization, think in terms of others' interests, questions, key issues, silence, listen, sincerity, deserve confidence, knowledge of my business, appreciation and praise, smile, happiness, remember names and faces, service and prospecting, closing the sale, action. So he had, you know, multiple things on on one line, but I really like his, his because they are specific to what he wanted to do. He was focusing on uh, business type items and selling. And so he would make three by five cards and pocket reminders for each subject with a brief summary of the principles. And he would carry them in his pocket throughout the week. And during the day he would read the principles. And then as he would have like enthusiasm, he would work to double his enthusiasm and it would improve everything, including selling in his life. And then he would do the same thing with his next subject, which was order and and self-organization. And he knew, he could feel that he was really improving as he went through and that he could master these things if he continued to study them. So I know um, Benjamin Franklin in his autobiography wrote, I hope, therefore, that some of my descendants may follow the example and reap the benefits. So I know Benjamin Franklin really believed in these And I think one of the reasons that he did is because he's not the first to have done this, nor the last. And hopefully you listening to this will do exactly what Benjamin Franklin did and get his results. But we could look at some of the people that did this very same thing. George Washington is someone that also did these resolutions. We have, of course, Benjamin Franklin Jonathan Edwards was another one. And you can look these up if you Google them, you know, Jonathan Edwards resolutions. That should pull up for you. Um, The same token, you have Frank Betcher, who's someone who achieved great success in the selling world, in business, and in his personal life because of doing these resolutions. Now, another person that I believe we should discuss and I think I've cited him on here before, is by the name of Oren Woodward. And Oren Woodward is rated by Inc. Magazine as one of the world's most influential leaders. He's on a list of the top 50, and he's mentored another person to also be on that same list. So that's pretty amazing to have two people on that list. And he has a bunch of other uh, acclamations and awards and things, but one of his books is called Resolved and 13 Resolutions for Life. And it's, it's a brilliant book where he does talk about things like success is no accident. Significance is ever more the result of strenuous intentionality. Now, Oren wrote this book to help people take 13 resolutions from obscure characteristics to assets and things that we have gained as a result of our efforts. And to be honest with you, uh, this very subject has been on my mind since I began the podcast. And it's because of this book by Oren Woodward. 
So early in the book, he does explore Jonathan Edwards and Benjamin Franklin and George Washington and how they came about to do the 13 resolutions and what it took for them to do that. He talks about how he can focus on each resolution per week and apply the principles. And the resolutions are broken into three sections, private achievements, public achievements, and leadership achievements. Now, I won't go into everything that Mr. Woodward does on here because I believe you should read the book for yourself and learn from him. And he's a great influence on my life and his materials and teaching because he is a true leader. He has really run the gamut and helped others to become great leaders. And so if you if you listen to what he has there, he will help you to do the same. So best thing I can do is recommend the book, tell you a little bit, you know, get you hungry for it, and then you go read it. Here's what I believe will be most effective in doing your resolutions. First of all, deciding, you know, what process you'd like to do. If it's this one, you know, choosing a few simple ones, 13 can be daunting, but if you break it up how all of these great people have, I think that can be quite effective. And then personalizing them to you. You know, you don't necessarily need to take Benjamin Franklin's resolutions and applying to yourself. You can if you like a few, which going through each of their resolutions, I've written them side by side and comparing them as a part of one of my studies. And it's fun to kind of go through and see what all... Um, you can glean from those and why each man did what they did. So figure out which ones work best for you and what attributes you want to gain. Then I would recommend as you're working on these and learning about these attributes, read these books, read how I raise myself from failure to success in selling by Frank Betcher, and then read resolved 13 resolutions for life by Orrin Woodward and I would also throw in there Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. It's called An Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. And it's a great book. And I think each of those will help you in improving yourself, making those fixes that will help you have a fantastic 2021. Now, I do want to say something because this has been on my mind a lot. Try not to put too much pressure on yourself. You also need to accept you for you and love you. I think having that um, self-esteem, I don't love that term, but um, self-worth, I like better. Knowing that you are valuable, you are worthwhile, and that you can love yourself where you're at, but also you can have that other side, that moderation, all things like I think Benjamin Franklin had there in one of his resolutions. Just be moderate. Know that you are enough and that you love yourself, but you also want to improve in the areas you have of your life. So, quick fix for the day and for the new year. Make it a great new year. Just choose to have it be a great new year. Have that mindset and mentality that every day is a great day. You woke up. You have breath. You have the ability to make changes and to influence others. You can right now, after listening to these podcasts, get first subscribe <laughs> and then write your resolutions and do something great because whatever you do will be great. Use this information. Let's be successful and have a great new year. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon.